Uh, hey guys, this is Kai for the culture. I am the creator of Photo Culture, also former co-founder of Jackfruit, and I currently run my own marketing agency here in the Bay Area. Welcome to the Vietnamese. I'm your host Kenneth Win. Being part of a culture of nearly a hundred million Vietnamese people in the world today comes with a lot of pain, proud history, and privilege. Join me as I highlight and explore the Vietnamese experience from all of. Heard a lot about you throughout the years, and here we are. Yeah. Awesome, appreciate. It. Thanks for having me on. So, can we go back to um, the early days? Because you know, I want to have some in. I, I want to be informed about your journey in the social sure. media game, and I want to talk about your early days um, at Jackfruit. Prior to Jackfruit, just to give a little bit of context and background, back in 2010, I started this Vietnamese apparel brand called Three Stripes Clothing. It was a Vietnamese-centric uh, clothing brand, a t-shirt brand that I had started, uh, showcasing, you know, kind of like my childhood and upbringing here in America. So there's like a lot of, you know, influence uh, behind the designs, uh, you know, with my background. So I made some t-shirts uh, that I'm sure many people have seen before. So if you've ever seen this Vietnamese coffee Starbucks logo t-shirt on the internet or in Vietnam, well, I'm the one that designed it back in 2010 before it was uh, ceremoniously bootlegged in Vietnam and now currently sold in markets uh, throughout the country. And I also came up with this other t-shirt uh, that said Pho King Delicious in like a Burger King style logo, yeah. uh, parody type of design. And that also that too also got bootlegged in Vietnam. So those two shirts are actually still hanging on stalls throughout the country. I'll still see them uh, in random like uh, you know travel vloggers that go to the markets in Vietnam and see them hanging up there on those stalls. So which is cool. Uh, but the segue here to Jackfruit is that uh, back then Cameron Bowley and David Wynn, rest in peace to the both of them. Rest in peace. They they were part of this nightclub promotion group called endless entertainment this is in san jose california and david at the time reached out to me when he saw the t-shirt brand and he said hey let's do a like a kickoff event like let's you know let's promote the brand i say sure let's do it sounds great so we did like this whole big kickoff party launch party for the brand and i had then a few weeks later told them like hey you know i appreciate what you guys did and I had always had this idea brewing in my mind about doing something for the Asian American community. So I got together with David and Cameron. We all sat down. It was at a Quickly's boba shop in downtown San Jose. I remember very vividly. And we just kind of like sat together and started talking about, hey, is, this, is there an opportunity for us to create a platform for Asian Americans, you know, in entertainment? And this was during the YouTube years of like the prime YouTube years. Do you remember like Timothy De La Ghetto, Wong Fu Productions. This, so this is like 2011. So we all kind of agree that, hey, there is an opportunity to, sh to leverage our skills and our network and our uh, abilities to create that platform. This is prior to Jackfruit even having a name. Uh, that name also came from Cameron. So he is the one that coined the name Jackfruit. Um, and then we also, because, the, you know, these people love jackfruit, right? It's also the Asian community as well. So when we decided that jackfruit was a name, we also thought about let's change the fruit part to have the word root incorporated into it, which is why it's spelled that way. So obviously just an homage to all of our uh, different ethnic backgrounds. 
you know, to like really go back to our roots and, and be proud of it. So that's where the name came from. And that's just how it all came about. And and then we made it, decided to make it official back in 2011. Um, and, you know. and who came up with the direction of what to post? So if you want to talk about early days, we had a website prior to social, like Instagram being where it is today. Uh, I actually was inactive in Jackfruit since 2017. So everything since 2017 was purely uh, David went. He was really in charge of taking Jackfruit. And he's really the one responsible, honestly, for its growth uh, over the last uh, three, four years, right? Uh, prior to uh, his passing. So he, you know, I would say that Jackfruit was really a reflection of who he he was yeah right very compa- very passionate about equality very passionate about you know everything that was happening around you know stop asian hate yeah right and also black lives matter and that's just like i said that's just who he was right and also like how he would showcase other people uh talent or you know showcasing other people's uh content and stuff like that on jackfruit and I, I would say that that was pretty much really him. And he also built a great contribution team to a contributor team, right? So he did build up a team that would help uh, in terms of finding content as well to post. And then at the same time, just in general, uh, keeping up with the theme of, uh, you know, Asian American content. So, so knowing that Jackfruit took this sort of the broader Asian American approach, what mm-hmm. made you decide to drill down uh, on the Vietnamese culture? Because Fada culture is a v- yeah. Vietnamese uh, reference. Correct. I would say that three months ago, I started posting more on my page, which used to be my apparel page. So Fada culture, I started. I was being very. I was very. Um, uh, it was very stagnant. You know, I would post here and there. And sometimes when I would post, like, for example, there was this one video of these three gentlemen dancing to that, uh, that viral Vietnamese song, Sipin, right? Mm-hmm. And that one, when I posted that, like, early, uh, late last 2020, late last year, uh, in 2022, it got, like, over a million views from my profile, which only had, like, a, like a thousand followers. And so... Back in June, I posted like a few other videos that went really viral. And I started saying to myself, well, if I do this consistently, maybe I can actually provide a platform for, you know, Vietnamese content creators. So when I started doing that more consistently, it started growing rapidly. And to answer your question, why did I drill down on the Vietnamese culture? Well, me being Vietnamese is part of that. But also, I part of me realized that the mission that i have at a jackfruit you know i feel like jackfruit's doing its own thing now right in terms of like the leadership there who what and what they're doing but i know that in terms of what i always wanted to do was be like a platform to showcase talent right showcase these creators showcase all these creative individuals doesn't matter if they're uh in dance comedy uh food etc I wanted it to be a platform so that other people can discover people, right? And the people that I've showcased on Fudder Culture thus far, a lot of them went from being pretty relatively unknown to actually building a following. And I'm not saying I take the credit for that, but I'm just saying that that's my goal is to like, hey, 
you may have never seen this person before, or you may have never came across their content. Now that you're following here, here's your chance to see them. And then you become their follower or you become, uh, you know, a lover of what they do. Right. So. I love the explanation because, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I come from this uh, very um, I don't call myself an old man, but sometimes I yeah. look at I look at a page and I'm like, I can't figure out like what's the, <laughs> the binding themes. And then when you, right. when you explain it, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm such a dork because, yeah, you're right. Everything that you post is really about um, people doing something in the culture. I mean, obviously the culture but i right. i could see the through line now and um you know i feel such a such an idiot for for, for not picking up on that but what you do is isn't the job of amplifying um people for all over the, the world uh, in the Vietnamese Correct. culture that's right yeah that's my goal and i want to take that another step further uh and i do have some plans for th 2024 um but we'll get into that you know i wanted you to ask your questions but yeah i just wanted to answer that question about um yeah, but a culture. Sure. Um, so what's your process uh, in picking these videos? Like what's your criteria? What's the metric? How do you figure that out? I'll tell you this. In the most simplest form, if I find it entertaining and I actually watch it through, that's the one I pick. And it sounds so simple, but there's times when I do watch content and I'll see, uh, you know, I'm always scouring you know to, to check out what's going on out there and some just doesn't really hit me it, it is not it's not really about it being good or not yeah being good or not it, or it doesn't matter if they have like little amount of followers or a lot of followers yeah that none of that matters it really comes down to like if i enjoyed it because i feel that if i enjoyed it more people other people will also enjoy it right now I could be wrong sometimes, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that everything that I post is always going to go viral or do great. But in general, I typically make sure that I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I end up saying, like, okay, I'll pick this one and post it. But then again, I go through this process where I actually reach out to the creator themselves, ask them for permission. And I try to make it a very thoughtful process, right? It's not just like grabbing and posting. I try to make it like this. Uh, a very seamless process for both the creator and for ourselves too. So I, I want to go back to this idea of we as uh, people who mm. pick things that resonate with us. That's, that's Correct. a common theme that you and I are having right now is right. I feel you on that because I don't care how big, how small, how, you know, uh, relevant to the, to the, to the world this person is. Right. If I find their story interesting, I just want to go in and and just spend time and hanging out, like talking mm -hmm. and getting to know who they are and, and discover exactly. these small gems about their lives. Yeah, that's that's the way I approach content creation or the content that I consume. Is that if it just strikes that chord with you, yeah, right? If it just hits you where you're like, wow, that was funny or, or powerful or you know emotional, whatever it is, right? Uh, I will tend to use that content for the for the profile so yeah, yeah. and i also oh sorry go ahead. Yeah, go ahead go ahead also what yeah and i also besides reposting or amplifying other people's work i also made it a point to create original content from photoculture as well so i'm not sure if you've noticed on my page i have original memes that i've done that are memes that you know are common within american culture 
but I add that Vietnamese twist to it. Right, right. Right. And I think that's also been one of the opportunities that I've had to help the growth of the profile. Because this, this is now content that you don't see anywhere else. Right. So I've always been a big believer of having original content. Jackfruit was the same back then. We really strive to do original content that you can't find anywhere else. And I believe that that's been a big part of the process too here is that I've done original content on top of, you know, yeah. showcasing other people. So I, I had a deep debate last night with a dear friend of mine. He goes, uh -huh. um, it's time that you amplify Asian Americans uh, because we've made it. I was like, have we made it? Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting. And I'm like, um, let's define that. What does that even mean that we made it? Right. And and for the record, uh, uh -huh. whether we made it or not for me, that's mm -hmm. not what's actually important. What's important right. just to me is my curiosity about right. lives of people in the Vietnamese community. And they could be white people too. It could be yeah. um, Mexicans. It could be anybody mm -hmm. that if they have a story that's very relevant to the Vietnamese culture, I want to just dig in and know about it. Right. But let's just go back to that question. I mean, do you ever think, I mean, made it? That's such a, a weird, uh, do you ever feel that way? Like, have we made it? I don't think we've made it. And I, I, I'll tell you this. I'm very, you know, aware of the social landscape, right? Just in general. So I, I still realize the struggles that even the African-American community still go through, okay? And they've been here way longer than we have, right? They've had their own struggles, their own battles, and they still struggle with that till this day, right? And I would say that they've established themselves incredibly well far, in every far aspect. Gone. Yeah, yeah. they've arrived. Oh, yeah. But they still struggle. You, you, exactly. So we've been here for, let's just say, in terms of the the spread of Vietnamese culture, it's post 1975, right? You know, and we'll get into that in a little bit because I, you know, uh, this is a good topic there to talk about. But for us, we, you know, let's say close to 50 years now. Although parts of our culture have become mainstream, just because they sell spring rolls at Cheesecake Factory. It doesn't mean that we've made it. I right? agree. Because I think we have so much more opportunity ahead of us because even as a community, we're not united yet. Yes. And I believe that until that day comes is when we've actually, quote unquote, made it. But, but, but when what, we can come together. But what yeah. does that look like when we come together? I mean, formally and on like if you were to do it like a business a kpi metric driven sure. index right what yeah. does that look like when we come together to me when we come together we don't let the politics get between us right and i know that goes deep and that's a really tough conversation to have but it's a conversation worth having because it's the one thing that i feel like it's holding back mm-hmm us as a Vietnamese community from rallying together as one versus seeing each other as, you know, big Q or, you know, you know, people that live in Vietnam. Right. Uh, so I, I think it's one of those things where that's something that would be able to be, we would be able to discuss here, but it's just more like not letting the things that have separated like our parents' generation, from 
the overall Vietnamese community and understanding the opportunities and potential that we have together as like one unit uh it, it's probably like the way that would that's how it would look all right? right let me let me address that because yeah. even with our own family let's say at dinner at thanksgiving sure. there's 12 of us sitting <laughs> at the dinner table yes. with 12 members of vietnamese <laughs> people or even white people or any in groups with 12 people at the dinner table there's going to be 14 different thoughts about a certain <laughs> issue so True. that's going to be always a complicated thing um for the idea of labeling us as a community of a, uh, as having arrived or made it you know so that's yeah. a tough metric but i get what you're saying because this three red stripe and this uh yellow star stri- uh mm-hmm. flag that's right. that's going to be like a never ending debate and and where right. do we where do we fall on that that we can go into infinity discussing mm-hmm. this topic uh it's just how do you how do you even approach this we will never make it quote unquote if we just based on that you know alone it's it's yeah and that's probably been one of the biggest things that i've tried to establish on photoculture i'll be honest with you uh, if you've noticed if anyone's been following the page for the last couple of months i don't bring that up at all mm-hmm. and so and it's with intention yeah right i want to show people that whether i'm showing you content or creators in vietnam or from someone from the u.s or someone we're from australia one. we're all one community we're all one community let's look at it that way yeah. for a moment i'm not even saying i'm not i'm not saying that i can change everyone's perspective but the one thing i can say is when you're on the the fun culture you will not be focused on that at all. I can respect that. Yeah. Yeah. I can respect so, that. Yeah, because so if not, yeah. not talking about it, we'll 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 basically make it sort of it'll mute the background of that that discussion. Mm-hmm. And right. is that discussion really important for the new generation? His I think historical context is always important. I think understanding where we came from and what had transpired. Uh, will always be part of our history, right? It would always be a part of who we are and, and how we came about. But will that hold me back from making connections with people that live by a different flag? No, not for me, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To each their own. And I, I respect everybody's personal stance on anything in life. But when it comes to this page, it's not going to happen, Yeah, right? You're not going to... You're not going to see me anti this, anti that, just because, you know. You know, of, you know, for guys lives. my generation uh, and a little bit older, you know, in their fifties, yeah. Um, yeah, it's the analogy of like two brothers in Vietnam, you know, mm-hmm. killing each other, or bro- groups of brothers and sisters killing right. each other, and then we're like the, the 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 people who are born from those families, and we're like now in in flesh. And now right. we're like, uh, it's so awkward to, to to talk to our cousins, right? I mean, that's what yeah. literally we are. We are one big family. And we're like trying to navigate that conversation of like, uh, your dad killed my dad. My dad killed your brother. You know, your brothers. All of that yeah. is so messy. But mm-hmm. if we are intentional about just moving forward and being cousins yes. and families uh, again, 
I think that's yes. the beauty of of our um, our next generation. I agree. I, I've had this conversation a lot with with some close friends, and I, and I always tell them this: the silver lining. I'll I'll never discredit and take away anything that happened to anyone, you know, after the war, right? You know, people died. It was it was, it was a tragic event, hundred percent. But the silver lining. In, in that is that the spread of Vietnamese culture would have never been as rapid as it is today without that event. And for most people like me, I would have never been born. And people would over, people sometimes counter saying, "Oh, well, you would have just been born in Vietnam." I, I was like, "No, actually, I would have never been born at all because my fam, my parents are from two different cities. Yeah. They would have never met each other because they met each other at the refugee camp." Right. So even my origin is due to the war. And we have to just kind of understand that we can't change the past. Yeah. We can only control our future. It's, it's the, truly the way I look at it. Right. And I would say with, within our Vietnamese community, that's, that holds true. No matter how much heartache or how much uh, trauma our families have been through, the best thing we could ever do for them is to be a united front yeah. and continue to spread our culture and the beauty of our culture right around the world and evolve it at the same time. Right. That's the best thing we could ever do for our families that have made that sacrifice to get here. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's just one of those things I always talk about with one of my friends when, you know, we would talk about like the war and the fall of Saigon, right? It's just, you know, without all of that, we wouldn't be here today. So, you you know, I'm starting to notice how well um, all the creators, influencers in our community work well with each other. Uh, mm -hmm. I I've I haven't really met um, somebody who's like bad enough to go. Uh, we gotta all band together and write that guy or that girl off, right? I mm -hmm. I haven't really encountered that, but. Um, I think in the in the last few years of, of my work, um, every person that I've really encountered with uh, with with this work is, you know, generally just good people and not very. Um, they don't have the traits, the toxic traits that <laughs> our parents had with their community. Right. It, it just right. seems like a very. Um, enlightened and more aware group uh and i i would even probably credit that to 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 watching how fucked up our parents were to you know yeah. the community almost it, it's it's part of our upbringing really you know i grew up in a diverse community in the bay area and what our parents went through growing up in vietnam it's just a completely different dynamic yeah i can't even imagine what life was like not to say that they grew up in a toxic community, but we all know how toxic the households can be, right? And it still comes down. I mean, I'm an only child, but I remember being compared to mm -hmm. my parents' families' ch children. Like yeah. this one's going to become a doc doctor, or you know, if you're siblings, you're getting that kind of like yeah, pressure, you know, being yeah, pressure and like you know, pit up against each other. So. And that's a result of what happened to them in their household. Yeah, our you know, our grandparents did the same to our parents, which is why I got passed down. 
the thing that's changing now is we're able to control that dynamic and we're able to see that, hey, what happened then, like how I grew up, I will not pass it on to my family, right? And I will not pass that energy to the people I connect with, which is like what you just mentioned earlier. I don't feel that at all. You know, everyone that I've connected to, the energy has been so positive. We all see like this common goal that we all want to reach, even as individuals, we can still help each other get there, right? We all may have individual goals, but it doesn't mean that we can't support each other. And so far, the support has been, um, you know, resounding. And I, uh, it's it's been a great, uh, it's been a breath of fresh air for sure. So yeah, I I, w- I would love to shout out a few people that I've worked with, um, mm-hmm. and uh, particularly in the Bay Area, uh, yeah. in getting, um. You know, obviously, David over at Jackfruit, um, mm-hmm. you know, he was very supportive. And yeah. um, Ty from Asians Never Die, yep. Mike from Asian Asian Menswear. Um, mm-hmm. These are all guys from the Bay Area. And then, you know, down down south here in L.A., we, you know, we have Little Saigon, Chris Tran over at Little Saigon. Yep. You know, just like homies, you know, and um, Linda yeah. Dong and Stephen Ho and, you know, all these wonderful people that have just been very supportive in the community. Yeah, 100%. I'm friends with Ty as well. And, you know, and Chris from Little Saigon and shout out to Johnny Wing from BQ as well. Wynn. Doing That's my boy. Doing his yeah. Thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's the thing where we all see the opportunity in front of us. And I think right now, this is probably the probably our biggest moment and chance that we've had as a community because we are so more established. We're so well established now than we were maybe five, yeah. ten years ago, right? We know so much more, and we understand how we can actually build this thing together. Even though we are building our own things, it's still going to take this village, right, to really propel are the next generation, you know, of the Vietnamese community, right? To to be where we want it to be. And for me, I just want representation, right? Accurate representation and just the ability to say, hey, there's talent out there that everyone should at least see once in their life. And these people that are doing it, uh, they're doing it because they love doing it, right? And I always want to be a support. So I want to be supportive of that, right? I there's this one uh, gentleman, you know, his name is Raymond Lee. He he does does these funny videos with his mom where he's pranking his mom, and he's just amassed such such a great following. And, you know, and what I love about his content is that he always brings back his culture, you know, the Vietnamese culture, right? He uses his he speaks Vietnamese in his videos, right? He incorporates his mom and his dad, right, who speak Vietnamese. You know, he doesn't shy away from it. He's mm-hmm. proud of who he is. And I love showcasing that because I want the next generation to be just as equally proud of their culture and heritage, right? And seeing that, hey, look, that guy does all these cool things. I don't have to be a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer or computer, you know, uh, uh, computer science major, right? I can pursue different things because I see other people who have done it before me and have found success with it. You know that that Raymond Lee character that you just described the the, the character the, the the content is very interesting mm-hmm. because that dynamic that we have with our parents often is much mm-hmm. is very distant. So yeah. not only is he introducing parts of the Vietnamese culture, but he's also introducing a new right. paradigm on how to behave right. 
around mm. our mother, our father yeah. in a different, right. fresh way. So I think that's yeah. very exciting. Yeah, it's 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 completely different than the way I my yeah. relationship with my parents were uh, was, and I just think that one thing about Fudder culture thus far that's been uh, super I've been super uh, happy about is just seeing all these different creators that uh, are just integrating their Vietnamese culture into their content. And just to see that this next generation, because, you know, sometimes a lot of people write, like to write off Gen Z just because, right? There's like this ge generalized uh, assumption about Gen Z, right? That they've lost their way or they're not really, uh, you know, tied to the culture at all. But realistically, they are. They, still they love are the, food. the culture. Yeah, they, all, they love they the They are food the next still. culture, yeah. Yeah, they're proud uh, they still, you know, represent the traditional, you know, attire. They still celebrate traditions, right? There's nothing that has been lost. It's just the fact that now they, they're they also incorporated into a different community, right? They're not just surrounded by Vietnamese people. They're surrounded by other cultures, too, which also, you know, is now reflected into yeah. their upbringing. And, I, I I never yeah. see Gen Z, millennials, Gen X. Mm -hmm. I, I never see the lines there. I I I yeah. see it as there are people who care about mm -hmm. the culture, and there are people right. who care about other things in life, and that's fine. Correct. Right? All of that. Yeah. I I never see the generational breakdown because it's just I I see some hardcore Gen Z people like <laughs> active in the community. <laughs> I see some hardcore yeah. millennials active in the community. Exactly. I see guys that are older than me not giving a fuck about the, <laughs> the culture, right? It's so true. It's, yeah. it's not about generations. It's Correct. about the heart where they're where where they're where what they're into. And um, yeah, there's 100%. no delineation for me. Yeah, hundred percent. So. And, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, good. Yeah, nor yeah. do I look at any guys that are my age or older and not caring about the Vietnamese culture. I don't look at them any differently. I just we're all at different yeah. stages in, in in life. But it's it's great yeah. to be around young people who care about the culture. I tell you that for me, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, honestly, it's been beautiful. So, yeah. So, where do you think this is all going? Um, first of all, for you. Uh, mm -hmm. as an individual and for your own um, brand and then for mm -hmm. the group, for the entire sort of like um, Vietnamese American um, content creators, wh wh where is this all going? Where do you want it all to go? Where I would want it to go versus where I think it's going. I think they're synonymous, right? Uh, I would say that where I see it going is you're going to see a plethora of creators coming from, all parts of the world, right? In all different age brackets too. Because what I see now are people being inspired by others that they see, not just from my page, I'm just saying in general on yeah. social media, where they feel like, hey, I have the same upbringing or I have some kind of funny elements about my family that I love to share, right? And now they're more than, they're feeling more comfortable in sharing it, capturing and sharing it, right? So we're just going to see a bigger, uh, and wider uh, offering when it comes to that kind of content in terms of uh, the future. But where I think, uh, where I want to go is that my goal uh, by the of 2024 is to launch a 24 seven streaming channel that's gonna be comprised of these Vietnamese content creators from around the world in different categories. 
So I want to create a uh, I want to create a home that's beyond the social media page. That's something that anyone can tune into at any time to watch this content live, right? And it'll be curated and done perp- with intention so that it's basically can be looped and watched, you know, either here or overseas, right? And I want to make this home available to these creators because I think that's the missing piece is that we could create all day on our so- these social media platforms, but we're, we're, we're in this whole sea of other creators that are like, you know, span across different categories and different, different topics. But in terms of putting, bringing them all together into like this Vietnamese next generation home, that's, that's where I would like to take it. And that's my uh, goal. That's a big ambition, man. But you got to think big, right? It, I never said it's easy. Nothing's yeah. easy. Even running for the culture is not easy, right? Um, it's beyond just finding content. Go ahead, go ahead. Let, let me break. Let me break into that. What do you mean yeah. by it's not easy? What What is about What is it about running for the culture for you that makes it difficult? What is the challenge? Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the word difficult. I'm just saying that it takes work. Right. And I would say the part behind photo culture is that anyone can just post, right? There's that element. You could post, sure. But there's also the element of actually finding the content that you truly believe will resonate with people that follow your account, right? Because posting just a post, just because you see something that you might have smirked at, I don't think that's the process. Like it really has to kind of move the needle for me as a as a consumer to then feel like, okay, this should be something that's worth sharing now that's the one that's one element the second element is the community engagement if you actually ever look at my post i almost respond to every single comment oh, that's hard right in some capacity yeah because it just shows you hey that i'm here i'm not just posting and then ghosting i post and engage and i think that's been one of the things that i feel has been part of the success model yeah right? i i Little Saigon, Chris said that to me two nights ago. He said the same thing. He goes, ever since he started to engage with the 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 comments, the algorithm or something just just takes you to another. So for you, I mean, you've been around very briefly, and to amass yeah. that, yeah. that yeah. that is a testament to your engagement. Yeah, and thank you for that. And the last part is the consistency, mm. right? Being consistent is probably the hardest thing on social media, right? And I post every day of the week, every day. And ever since I figured out like, hey, if I become consistent with this, there could be some good results. There hasn't been a day I haven't posted, right? And that I people expect it too, right? So it's one of those things that, because technically I cannot post for probably the next two weeks, no problem. And my content that's currently posted will continue to get views and comments and hits because it it's in the IG algorithm right now. And it just continues to spread out to new people and new uh, people that have never seen the uh, profile before. It's like every day, right? But that's not my goal. My goal is not to sit back and say, oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. My goal is to continue to stay consistent, continue to find the, the entertaining pieces of content that I've seen and continue to share that because sharing that, as you can see, I'm, this is not a, you don't see my face for the brand, right? My face is not the brand, you know, 
it's the community's base that's really drives the brand. So were you always this consistent in life? It's a good question. I would say that I've been consistently I've been consistent with my ventures and not settling. I could say that. So I've always felt that if there's something that I can possibly do and I have a passion for it, I do pursue it. And that goes into even my entrepreneurial um, ventures, right? I've done stuff like which actually, but I've also started my own brick and mortar businesses over the past six years. And I would say that that's been a consistent thing since I left corporate, right? <laughs> Back in 2017. And, and yeah, I feel like with photo culture, I, it's a different motivation now, yeah. right? Before, I would say it's, it was more, you could call it selfish, you know, selfish motives, right? You build a business, you want to make, you know, money, et cetera. With photo culture, it really is all about how I can impact the community worldwide and not just about me anymore, right? Because there's people that reach out to me that really just want to share something that they've done. And they, they have no following. They're just, you know, whatever, but they're passionate about what they do. So I make it a point to reach back out to them and say, hey, yeah, I'll be more than willing to help. Love to showcase your stuff. No problem. Right. Without having that barrier of like, oh, well, you got to pay me money just to get your stuff posted. Right. That is the one thing I do not do. I do not gatekeep showcasing people's talents just because. Uh, you know, over, the, you know, trying to have to pay me or anything like that, right? It's different when it comes to brands, though. Brands right, are for right, profits, right. a little different story. But when it comes to creators, I, I'm more than willing to showcase their, their work. And, and that's but, why I feel like. Yeah. But at some point, um, you'll get requests, and maybe you have in the past, uh, of things that don't align with you. What? How do you respond to that? Uh, sorry, can you repeat that again? Sorry, sorry. At some point, you don't you you get requests that don't align with with right. your vision. What? How do you respond to that? Uh, uh, I usually just thank them for sharing, and then I just let them know, hey, um, you know, I just actually just thank them for sharing. Uh, yeah. I don't really give them a reason. They either just share with me. Not many people have asked specifically to Why? be reshared. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, they don't. They don't question like hey how come you haven't reshared it i think people just like to share things with me just to see if like hey i find it interesting i'll reshare it yeah but for the most part thus far no one has really been hey how come you haven't reshared this or giving me any kind of grief about it uh, but i do thank people just for reaching out and like you know i like i said i respond to people all the time uh it doesn't matter or i'll get like these message requests and uh one funny story i like to share is that this guy mentioned me in a story and i replied to him you know uh in his story message and he goes, oh, hey, wow. You know, getting a response from a culture is like uh, getting a message from a celebrity. I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm very humble. Thank you. I, did, I don't really see myself as that, right? Mm -hmm. I don't really look at this as any kind of status. It's just more like, you know, being true and authentic to what the purpose is behind this mission yeah. is, is the most important thing to me, right? Yeah, so. that's that's the weird thing about the work that that we do. It's like um, sometimes that, that those kind of accolades can can be kind of um jarring right it's like yeah yeah because we're just 
like just doing the work. We're just here to 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 amplify and and really dig exactly. in. Exactly. I'm really here to satisfy my curiosity about lives in in the Vietnamese community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always a little awkward to to get those. Yeah, and it's like I said because my main purpose here is to like really not show who I am behind the scenes and you know showcase uh you know myself publicly. I it's even weirder when people like kind of like treated that way right yeah, yeah. right so so what does it mean to be vietnamese to you man being vietnamese to me is understanding my history my personal history where i came from where my family came from and even as a community like our our history but also realizing not to let that history hold us back from making great progress as a Vietnamese community you know, together, right? So I will never, I will never forget where I came from and where, you know, what my family went through, but I'll always remember that I need to take this opportunity that I have, this limited opportunity that I have, not just with photo culture, just in general with life. Yeah. To do what I can, um, for the Vietnamese culture, right? And how do we how do we take that and expand on that moving forward for the next generation, right? So that's what it, that's what it means to me. And and do you ever go to Vietnam? I haven't been back to Vietnam since 2011. Uh, it's been a long time. I know a lot has changed since then, but for me, I want to go back as soon as possible because I know a lot has changed, but. When the time comes, uh, I'll be ready. I'll be excited. So yeah, it's a good answer because yeah, <laughs> there's a lot that has happened since the last twelve years uh, in Vietnam, and you know it's it's wild the, how developed the country has become, and to think that there are satellite versions of uh, the people from the homeland outside of you know of Vietnam, we're the satellite, the diaspora of, of mm. these people it's it's like you know you go back there and you're just like you see the same you you see people that look like you you hear the language and you 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 eat the food and it's such a dynamic experience but at the same time you're like well i was there in 2011 you know and it was so different and you know how has the culture moved so much but yet has not really changed because we are still vietnamese exactly um I'm I'm really proud of how Vietnam has developed and evolved over the last 10 years, honestly. It's been amazing to see the opportunities that the, the country has had with all these different companies investing into the country, right? providing a middle class that never existed. Right? There was really no middle class back then, right? Yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go amazing. with... Yeah, I'll go yeah. as far as to say this. Um, a lot of people uh, in the United States, um, particularly like our parents' generation, um, if they're not tuned in to what's going on in Vietnam, they'll ask, you know, um, when is the reconciliation going to happen? When, when mm-hmm. uh, I get that uh, quite often, where um, when is Vietnam going to change? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, honestly, this started happening in the early 90s. Like, the U.S. was sending delegations, political delegations under like True. under the, the, the cloak of night under, you know, very discreetly mm. 
sending delegations. Canada was sending delegations in 94 to see how they can infuse capitalism into the communist sort of like skin, right? Like the, the mm -hmm. optics of it all. These Correct. were happening with Vietnamese, American, Vietnamese diaspora delegations going back and forth. Vietnam was sending their delegations, you know, and this is all public information because I've talked about this on the podcast with these guests. They were sending um, uh, education delegations back to the Ivy League colleges to figure out how to do academic freedom in a way that doesn't like create turmoil in in, in their right. systems. So they they have been thinking about these integration processes for the last twenty years, and what we're seeing is skyscrapers, and what we're seeing is like steel and metal right. concrete, all built out in Vietnam, but the deeper infrastructure of the mentality they've been sending their children to schools in in, in America alongside with me in the 90s you know um, right 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 from 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 the government officials who's running the country now and in the next 10 15 years it's the people that went to school with me with you all right. over the US that are now going back to Vietnam and we're seeing the change now you know so right. if there's any doubt out there it's changed 20 years ago but we just it's, it's, we're just seeing it now. We're seeing it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's it, it's a proud moment regardless, you know, and I think that Vietnam's just going to continue to grow, ex, you know, quickly, rapidly. And it's an exciting time to be Vietnamese. You yeah. know, I, I see, I don't look at myself all the time as just a Vietnamese American. I look at myself as just being a Vietnamese, Vietnamese. person. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Just being Vietnamese and being proud of that, that fact regardless. Right. Yeah. So if anyone is doing anything anywhere and they are representing our culture, uh, it's, it's, it's a proud moment. So. And, and, and the question that my friend asked me last night about um, why not promote Asian-American uh, and, and really get into um, stretching outside beyond the Vietnamese. I think that the work that I do part in particular to um, highlighting Vietnamese uh, American or Vietnamese diaspora lives or Vietnamese in the homeland is that the more work that I do within the Vietnamese community, the more empathy I have for other communities. I, I have a deep right. compassion for the white community, for the Mexican mm -hmm. community, for the black community. The more I get to know my history and my uh, internal struggles with Right. my culture i'm just much more open to understanding and being open to the other cultures that surround us every day that's right yeah i think when it comes to being very i would say hyper focused on one particular area which in this case is our vietnamese community and culture uh obviously yeah there's plenty of opportunity to say like hey i want you to broaden your scope right broaden what your purpose is or, or your your um, your approach and for me no one's really said that to me but for for someone like you it makes more sense that hey you still have a long way to go yourself to like to, to dig in as deep as you can right you haven't found like you haven't hit the, the bottom yet right yeah. as you continue to dig and until we hit that bottom which i think it's just a, it's just a forever process uh, there's really no reason that we have to kind of shift our focus elsewhere. Right, right. right. And so, we're enjoying the journey. I enjoy this. Yeah, exactly. So it's an immense pleasure Likewise. for me to get to know people like you and, and you know, Johnny over VidQ Media and Chris Tran, uh, all mm -hmm. these, you know, it's like chilling with the homies, you know? 
Yeah, it's it's great because we kind of all have we we have all we we all have an aligned perspective. Yeah. With with the way we see the community, even though we're taking it, we're doing things in our own way and taking our own path. Because we have that synergy, I feel that's really important, right? That's this we're building this, like I would say, like camaraderie, right? When it comes to like, okay, how do we approach the Vietnamese culture within our different communities, and how do we kind of say, hey, what can we do as a collective versus like individuals, right? Because even you having me on today, like I, I told you on the messages, I'm like, I feel honored because I've seen your content, I've seen your work, I, I appreciate what you do and and the people you've spoken to. And it's it's an honor just to even be approached to, to come on and, and talk to you. Because to me, I don't look for any accolades. I don't look for any thank yous. I really just want to do this and continue to do it for, for, for the people I'm featuring, right? It's not about me. It really isn't. And it will never be about me. Uh, and I want to make sure that that continues, you know, from now until as long as this this grows. So I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm honored that you feel honored, you know, it's, it's such a, yeah. it's, it's really a, a deep privilege to, to hear that. Um, and here's where you and I are different though. Um, what I do is <laughs> entirely from my curiosity. <laughs> it is which, just... <laughs> which is, here's the thing though. That's, that's fine. And I think that's yeah, just yeah. like, it's, I'll two give an example. it's two different people, yeah. right? Like having two different, uh, two different motivations. And I do this. It's because I'm just greedy for information <laughs> and I'm greedy to, to, to know about you and you know, all these people, I'm just always so uh, hungry for, for information and, and details of, I'm, I'm such a nosy person that are curious and nosy that I would just want to get to get into everybody's lives. But here's the thing though, it's called the Vietnamese podcast, right? Your purpose is still for the, for the community and the culture. Yeah. And I think regardless of your personal wants out of this, your overall mission still holds, you know, is reflecting, it reflects the, your purpose with the community. So, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. That's uh, very yeah. kind of you. Um, yeah. What, why, what, what good is it for me to just hold all this, um, information and, and, and interview, mm -hmm. you know, it's it definitely, um, sharing it is, is paramount to, 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 um, sitting here and spend, why would anybody want to spend time if I'm just going to keep it all to myself? Right. <laughs> exactly. And, for the culture is exactly the same yes, way. Yeah. I could literally consume what I'm watching and say like, okay, I enjoyed it, but why not share that with some yeah. other people? Yeah. Right? And uh, yeah, I, I want to continue to do this as long as I can. I feel like this, this is probably the best time ever because when you think about life, it's all about timing. I mean, three months ago, I didn't even think this was even a possibility. Right. But then it, I look back and I think about the content I saw then to post. Yeah. It was all timing. If it was two months prior to that, the content was not be the same. It wouldn't have I wouldn't have found that that viral piece that gave this trajectory or made this trajectory possible, right? So really it all boils down to timing. All this and stuff. Is I'm gonna Yeah, and I'm gonna take that kind of uh that kind of, you know, opportunity to say, hey let's run with it right because when you're given this window you got to open it as wide as possible mm -hmm. right because it's gonna it's gonna shut on you really quickly and i want to make sure that that 
floticulture doesn't just stay where it is now. It just continues to evolve, which is why I mentioned that my goal is to do like that 24-7 stream. Um, no easy feat, but it will take a village to actually make that happen. And, uh, and I'm proud to that. I'm proud to say that I've connected with the creators uh, that I've not only showcased here, but creators that people haven't seen yet. And we're working on it in the, in the back end to make this happen in that. So I'm excited. Well, that's a big, um, that's a big commitment. That's like right around the corner. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's hardcore. Well, let's get, uh, you know, back on and discuss it mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks or months after you've, uh, you've lift off. Um, yeah, definitely. We'd love to. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear uh, the scope of it once it's out. And I want to hear the challenges. I want to hear the successes. I want to get yeah. to hear uh, all the nitty gritty details of that uh, project. Yeah, we'll definitely be more than happy to share and, and chat with you on that later on. And look, I I say it with a lot of humility and being very humble that it's not going to be some kind of grand thing off the gate. It's going to be very grassroots, very organic but it will be authentic in its approach, meaning that the purpose that this streaming uh, channel will have, the purpose of the streaming channel will be very transparent to everybody. Is, is what I'm trying to say. Very cool. Right? That's so. a, a very cool point. And I look forward to it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate the support. All right, Kai, we'll have a wonderful rest of the year and um, we will catch up again. I'm sure very soon. Thank you so much, Kenneth. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And once again, uh, really appreciate and, and humbled that you had me on. Thank you. Likewise, I feel the same. Thank you for listening to The Vietnamese with Kenneth Nguyen. Special thanks to Brittany Tran, to Jane Nguyen, Catherine Nguyen, Tina Pham, Sydney Jamie, and Christo Trin. Please find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at The Vietnamese Podcast.